0: To show or not to show, that is the debate that many photographers seem to be having. Today, I'm going to make the argument for showing your prices. That's right, we're going to talk about why you should show your prices on your photography website in this special episode of the Shuttlebug Life podcast. You're listening to the Shutterbug Life Podcast. It's a place for beginners to enthusiast photographers. You want to get better, you want to create something special, but you don't necessarily want to be a full-time pro. Well, join me every week as we talk about strategies for creating great pictures, building an audience, and making an impact with your images. I'm your photo coach and host, Linford Morton, but of course, you can call me Lynn. Let's have some fun. This is our Shutterbug Life. Hey there! Welcome to the Shutterbug Life podcast. This is a special episode or a special edition, if you want to call it that. Meaning, it's not one of the continue the the numbered editions. It actually started as a blog post that had written on the website. So I wrote a blog post on why you should show your prices and I posted that yesterday. And one of the things about doing this podcast is that I feel sort of like I I if I create something I ought to have a podcast version of it, too, because I know there are some people who subscribe just uh, to an iTunes. So I said, why don't I just go back and record the blog post, and uh, we will just call it a special episode of uh, of the podcast, um, this this blog post, actually, that I've recorded. So that's what you have today. Now, in episode, I believe it was 96, let's see, yep, 96. I talked about how to build your own photography website. Got a lot of good feedback on that one. But after doing it, I was listening to some other similar kinds of posts. And, and I, I heard one from a photographer who's, who, you know, whose advice I, I, I respect. And he made the case you know, for not showing your prices on your website. He said don't ever show your prices on your website. And I thought to myself, I don't think I agree with that because I of course I was already on record as saying you should show it. So then I thought I listened to his reasons and uh, I thought to myself, why don't I go back and do a more thorough um explanation of why I think you should show your prices on your website, just in case anybody else might still be wondering why I said that and why that would be a preferred uh, alternative. So that's what we'll talk about today. So several years ago, I was following up on what I thought was a, a great lead, a warm lead, for my photography business, this is when I was shooting primarily for corporate marketing, public relations clients, and I got this lead, which was I thought going to be for a pretty you know decent uh, you know decent sized project. So I was you know really excited. I crafted a, a warm introductory email, sent it off to them. And requested that we schedule a phone conversation to con- so that I can you know, follow up. Because after all, I, this was a referral. And the response I got back was really deflating. It basically said, just send us your pricing. Now, I know that from experience that if I can get on the phone and talk through the requirements and the expectations and then talk about how I can meet them my chances of converting this lead into a client goes up dramatically even as much as 80% for me in uh, for a well for a qualified lead so just send prices was not something I was you know prepared to do so you know I pushed back and said you know it's hard for me to to just send prices on a, on a job like this without a conversation to really understand what it is you're looking for and uh and, and just be clear about the expectations so I so I can price it so that, you know, it's it's priced appropriately for you. Nope, just send prices. Push back again. Um I can send prices, but what I found in these kinds of situations is that often Somewhere along the line, there is a misunderstanding about what the expectations were for the shoot, and it's, it really takes no more than a few minutes just to clear that up. Nope, send prices. <sighs> Fine. So I sent the prices. And just as I expected, never heard from them again. Now, I know for most of us photographers and You know, I counted myself in that number for a long time as well. The very last thing you want to do is just show prices without the ability of a conversation where you can understand their needs and provide some context for your pricing. But there are always going to be those people who say, just send the prices. So what do you do with that? Well, what you can do is just post them on your website. Now, this, of course, as I said in the intro, is a topic where you will find some debate. And many photographers will say that don't ever show your pricing. And they say don't show your pricing for the very reason I didn't want to send a quote or proposal to that lead without having a conversation is because it's a one it's it they just have one thing on which to to evaluate you prices and they can say no and walk away and you have no opportunity to engage them and to make sure that when they compare you to someone else they're comparing apples to apples and oranges to oranges because not being a photographer, if they just look at the bottom line, they don't know that one person is providing more or less unless you have the, the chance to really explain that to them. So why do you want to put your prices out there anyway? I know now I know many of you who are listening, I know you you're not a you're not a for the most part, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not a professional photographer. You are an enthusiast and you probably do some photography on the side on in some on some freelance with some portraits or family or newborns or maybe even a wedding or two that you do on the side. And you're doing this and you want you want to be serious and professional in the way you present yourself, which is why you so many of you resonated with the website um, post uh, the, a podcast episode. And but even though even though this is something you're setting up now, and even though I'm talking to you as a freelancer, I'm going to say that what you've heard in the past about not showing your prices is not valid much. It's not very not valid anymore. And so I'm I'm, I'm going to talk to you about that. So this is for you even with your freelance business on and your side photography business. When you create that website we talked about in episode 96, make sure as I said in that podcast episode, you have a page that shows prices or at least shows a range of what what range like starting from here or something that gives them an idea of about where your pricing will be. And here's why. But before we get into that, let's, let's just talk first about prices because we've always been taught as if, you know, as I you know grew up in the South and, you know, you don't talk about money and polite company. So, for many of us, we sort of take that, that mindset into business. We don't talk about prices like that. But pricing is an important part of your marketing mix. And for, for years, people considered the market, marketing mix based on what they call the four P's. And the four P's are your product, your price, your promotion, and the place. And these four P's together, if you are starting a business and you are creating an offering, if you are clear about these four P's, you have the start of, for many, you know, for for a long time, I would just think through the four P's when I'm, you know, coming out with a new product or an offering, because if you, if you're clear on this, you are in pretty good shape in terms of getting out and, uh pitching what and at least beginning to test your product. So, the 4 Ps are product, price, promotion, and place. Product, of course, is your product or service. This is what you are selling. Whether it they whether you are selling prints or fine art or if you are selling your services as a portrait photographer, or if you are selling your services as any other kind of photographer for hire. That's your product. And within your thinking about your product, you have to narrow that down some more. You're going to want to think about your niche. Remember, we talked about this in, in some past episodes. What do you want to be known for? To be most successful, your product and and or and or service will have to be targeted at a very specific market, meaning who is this for, and then what will they know you as? So I'll get into this probably in an upcoming episode, but just um, know that for for the purposes of this explanation, whatever that is, whatever that is, whether you say I am the the family photographer family photographer for west miami who does families in you know natural light and with this you know this really creative approach you're now starting to narrow down your your approach so that the people who most resonate with that will go hey that's me and self-select and, uh, and and connect with you. So that's your product. Of course, the price is how much you know. What are they willing to part with? Like, what will they think is fair to pay for this product and service? And we'll get back to that since that's the topic here. Promotion is how will you how will you advertise? How will you get people to find out about? Um, how will you get people to find out about this product and, and, and or service? So this is your marketing and your advertising, your content, um, your, your blogging, anything you do to sort of get your name out there in front of the people who are most likely to want to purchase. And then the place is where the product is sold and how it's delivered to market. Of course, if it's sold from your website and how is it delivered, to market you're going to go out and actually meet the people and take and take photographs so you know the the place part for this context is is pretty straightforward it's not like you're going to have to ship widgets to supermarkets around the country okay so those are the four p's So now of the four P's, these all work together in a marketing mix and they're all, you know, sort of interdependent on one another. So in the strictest sense, we consider price as, let's go back to price now, the amount that the customer is willing to pay for your product. But it's a mistake to think of price only in that way because, and, and that's why people are, are sometimes reticent to show the prices because they're thinking about it in the strictest sense. How much are how much will I ask of them to pay? And if that's the only thing they're going on, then yeah, you become vulnerable if you if you just show that. But price is also a signal about your position in the marketplace. So I know that before you came up with your with your pricing, there are a couple of ways you can come up with pricing, right? You can see what the market range is. You can go out and survey people who provide similar kinds of services to you and see where they are and then decide where you want to place yourself. You can see what your costs are and, and then mark it up by a certain percentage you want to be a profit, the cost plus model. You can... You know, you can do a number of things, uh, but whatever you're doing, you've got to sort of fit in with whatever the market expectation would be. So if you find that everyone who shoots similar to you, let's just pick a round number, will do it for 100 bucks, somewhere between 75 and 100 bucks. When you see that and you see what they offer offer at the seventy five dollar range and what they offer at the one hundred range, then you get to make a decision to say "How much will i charge you, you can decide "I want to charge sixty and undercut everyone you can say "I want to charge one hundred and twenty and be the most exclusive but this is now as you put your price on it 's not just for, for the transaction it 's also as a signal for where you want to be in the marketplace. Do you wanna be known as the bargain the bargain basement photographer? Do you wanna be known as an exclusive photographer? Or do you wanna just be somewhere in the middle and, and offer what most people would consider fair, for for the services you offer you get to decide that when you create your business and your and your pricing structure and your product because the product and pricing of course work hand in hand you can't just offer nothing and and offer it at an exclusive price because you know that will tank so you get to decide where you want to be and when you do the price you place on it becomes a signal to everyone who looks on as to where that it where where you've decided to place yourself in in the market so there are two reasons a potential customer might back away after seeing your prices: one, you're way too expensive, and they conclude you're out of the league right so they look at your prices and and the the couple are. The couple is shopping for a wedding photographer. They have $1,000 to spend and they come upon your website and you say, starting at 10000 Now, they might be blown away by your work, but they know this person is way out of my league. We've got to move on. And that's a decision you want them to make before they call you, right? Because... Why waste their time and why waste yours if you know that they aren't going to be right for or they're not going to be the kinds of customers you are trying to reach or target? The second reason is they might look at your prices and go, wow, this person is doing a destination wedding to Fiji and this person is only charging 400 bucks they clearly don't know what they're doing and they something is wrong here and they move on because the other reason is it's just so low that you just don't trust them. Have you ever seen that before? You come upon someone and you ask the price and it's just so low, you just conclude something's wrong here or this person clearly doesn't understand what they're getting themselves into because if they did, they would understand what it was worth. And so they move on. Now, in both instances, they have moved on. And in both instances, it's not necessarily a bad thing. In the first, definitely you don't want. But in the second, if you are so low and you're giving stuff away, you probably need to know that you're making a, a grave mistake. And because this won't end well, it, you, you're going down a path that's not sustainable. So, your price, in in terms of this discussion, will reassure qualified buyers that they're in the right neighborhood and they can cons- continue with the conversation. So let's say you offer, again, a wedding package around the $3,000 neighborhood. Which just happens to be, you know, I'm looking for 25 to 3,500 and I look, I see your work. Wow, this stuff is good. I really like uh, this photographer's approach. I like, I like what she does. Oh my goodness, it, it's so personal and it's great storytelling. I want to know. And I look at the pricing and starting from 3,000. All right, good. We're, the right, we're in the right neighborhood. And now we can continue without having to wonder if I'm, Wasting my time going after this person. So this is uh, this is one reason you would want to show your prices because it's an important consideration for your customer and perceived value. Do you know? It, it, are you in the correct neighborhood? I mean, I'm sorry. Of uh, it's it's an important role in the marketing mix, and they just want to know: Are they in the right neighborhood for what they're searching for? And it's and it's one of those things where you can just, you know, boom, OK, this is good and continue forward. And the people who aren't in the right neighborhood, they will opt out themselves. And quite honestly, you want them to. Price, as we've sort of been talking about, is, is a consideration of perceived value. And so you're using your price. You use your price when you, not just to show your price, but to signal to your customer, "This is who I am," and if this is what you're looking for, you're in the right place. Now, one of the things you want to do is not is we talk about showing prices, but it's not just showing prices. It's showing price, but you're communicating value. The problem with showing prices is just showing prices. So. Now the value mix you want to communicate will be a number of things. You are, you're going to want to say to your customer, you will pay $3,000. But in addition to having, having me show up with an assistant for three hours, you will also get, um this wedding album you will also get this package you will also get this you will also get that you'll have an opportunity to to meet with me again in selection you will get um some um on the the 20 photos you choose um some extra some extra editing You, you get to pour in all the other things that make up make up your value proposition it's not just price but what what's on the other side of the ledger and so you get to talk about value you get to talk about value in in by saying most people in 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 this field who you talk to will only give you this my approach will give you this plus this and so that you realize, so that you communicate to them there's greater value, you don't have to give away more in, in terms of something that will cost you more. Sometimes it's just as simple as something that people um, would appreciate. And so it is, um, and you'll you'll have to get to know your your customer base well enough to know what that is. So it is showing what else you get, it is showing how responsive you are, because sometimes that is um, a a benefit for customers too to know that when they want to need to reach you they will, it is knowing that you'll come out and they'll connect with you better. It is knowing that they that you take the time to learn the people who in the family who are involved, and so that so you know who everybody is, and so you can interact. All the little things that might be valuable to them and might not cost you any more money, but it's just a personal touch. These are the things that you want to start to, to communicate. You want to communicate the people who you've worked with in the past and this past, and this is why you see so many testimonials and on business websites, because that's part of the value mix. And, and part of the value is also getting, you know, getting rid of the perception of any risk. The, the higher your pricing goes, the more you have to try and communicate to your customers that not only do you have value, but there's no lose here. And, and which is why you sometimes will see a, a generous um, refund policy. You're basically saying this is valuable, and you don't have to worry about losing anything. So all of these tactics are designed to communicate to your potential customer that the number they see there in the price is a no-brainer because you get so much value for it. And and so you have to communicate the full the full story about why why you charge what you charge and why you are in the placement that you chose. Remember, we said you can be lower, middle, or high. If you decide to be high, you have to communicate why you are luxury. Um You have to communicate what you do that's above and beyond what they would normally expect because you're asking them to pay what they might normally expect. So show your price, but communicate value. Now, I know there's some other things people think. And so let's just talk about some of the other misconceptions about pricing. Here's one that you hear all the time. If I show my prices, my competitors will see what I charge and just undercut me by 5 bucks. And again, this is the wrong mindset. If you show your price, your competitor will see what you charge. Guess what? Your competitor already knows what you charge. I, I when I worked in uh, in and supported on the when I did PR and marketing on the corporate side, and I'd support the business development folks. This was their constant refrain: "Oh no, our competitors will know what I charge. Our competitors will find out our secrets." And I would have to say, "Well, don't you know all of their secrets? And don't you know what they charge?" Yeah. Well, why don't you think they did the same homework about you? Of course, they know what you, what your secrets are, and of course, they know what you charge. They've done their homework too they've sent a friend to call you and ask questions and check out your pitch and your they have they have done their homework they know what you charge and so keeping it off your website does not keep them in the dark and here's the thing remember when we talked about the product if you have done your your homework properly to Clearly define a, what your product is and differentiate it in a way and present it in your story in a way where you connect with them. That part they can't duplicate. So they sure they can price $5 below you, but once you're in that range, the real shopper is not going to take $5 or less for someone for, with whom they don't feel as confident. So what you want to do is really make sure you're communicating that value proposition so clearly and and persuasively that it doesn't matter what the other person puts up, whether it's five or ten dollars below you. You're not competing on price. You never want to compete on price because that means that all other things, all other things are equal and they should not be for you. So what if you say, well, none of my other competitors are showing their prices. Why should I? Well, even better. Now this is another way for you to differentiate yourself from them. So you you know you you've seen this before, and the best example I can think of is the CarMax model. Back in the day, if you were buying a car, you planned you had to plan to spend three or four hours to go into the car dealership pick the car you like and begin this painful haggling process where you would say what you wanted to pay for it. They would give you an outrageous number. You would come back with a different number. They would go, hmm, I don't know. I'll have to talk to my manager. Then they disappear for 20 minutes and they come back with it. The manager said, we can do this, but not this. And it went on and on and on. And it was painful. And They seem to relish this dance, but very few people buying the car actually did. And then came along CarMax, which just basically said, we're going to just show the prices. Here's the price. It's on the windshield. And if you like it, you pay. And if you don't, you don't. And they disrupted an entire industry with this model because people, generally speaking, just want to know what they're dealing with. They don't want to have to haggle. So if you are the only one, if they go to five websites looking at similar kinds of products and you're the only one who presents a clear picture of what's what, what they can expect to pay and what they will receive and what the value is and who you are and why they should love you and all that stuff, you're going to be a breath of fresh air. You're going to be a breath of fresh air. And... um. And 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 you know this to be true because if you were on the other end, that's how you would feel. And and that's just the and that gets gets into the last one. I'll just have people call me for pricing. Nobody wants to call you for pricing. You know this. When was the last time you went to a website when you were shopping around trying to find three or four potential people to from which to choose? and one of them made you call for pricing and another one didn't, what, what are you likely to do at that point? You know, we, we, we're looking for the path of least resistance. And if I see what I like and I see what I love and I see that it's within my range, done. Let's move forward with this one. I, I don't need to call anyone and try and get them on the phone and try and schedule and play phone tag. Ah, can't be bothered with that. We are in this place where most of us have just such short attention spans, and uh, we're so impatient that anything that extends the process longer than we think it should, we just get frustrated and we disengage. You know this to be true. And so that's just the final reason. So here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line from all of this. If you missed everything else because you weren't paying attention, here's your takeaway. If the only reason you lose a qualified lead is because you posted your pricing, the rest of your website has failed you. And if you've used your website properly and buyers still exclude you based on price, they probably weren't your ideal customer. So let's just just to make sure you get what I'm saying here. If the only reason you lose you lose a qualified lead is because you posted your price, the rest of your website has failed you. And and what I mean by that is if you have used the rest of the website properly you're showing your images, you're telling a story about who you are in a way that's persuasive and attractive to them. You are talk telling you are demonstrating what it's like to work for you in a way that makes that resonates with them so they go, "Yeah, I want to I want to I want to work with this person." They, you know, and he sounds fun and she sounds like a lot of fun. And if you <clears throat> do all of this and you've created the the desire within them, that goes, yeah, this is this is really where I want to be, then showing your prices won't lose you that job. Right. Because showing your pricing is just sort of closing the deal on the, the case you've already made. And and if showing your price makes you if they just look at the price and move on, then that means you the rest of the website didn't do its job in making the case properly. The way it should have. And, and the other side is if you use your website properly and they still just look at prices and move on, it's probably not somebody you're going to want to work with anyway. And I, I don't, I don't say this to be mean. I'm, I'm just saying you have to decide who your, who, who do you want to work with? Who do you want to work for? If if you want to work with somebody who understands your special gift, and appreciates your gift, welcomes your gift, and is happy to charge to pay you what you both agree is reasonable for your lending your gifts to to help you know help them with whatever problem you solve for them. That's the ideal scenario, I think, for most of us when we are buying but nope if you are working with someone and they they are just nickeling and diming you the the entire time you work with them that will get exhausting and if you are selling something that is basically um a commodity then then you know th- that kind of approach might be appropriate but if you're offering something that's not a commodity because you have taken the time to create your, you know, build your talent and learn your craft and, and really d- deliver something of value, then you're, you're not going to want to do that. And somebody who's going to do that to you and devalue your work is not going to be your ideal client. So that's your bottom line. So show your prices and show them proudly because, because you're saying this is, this is what I'm worth and you're saying this is the value I provide and you're saying to them, this is who I am. So go ahead and show your prices and the right people will still engage with you. That's it for this episode or special episode of the Shutterbug Life podcast. Tell me something. Are, how, are you showing your prices on your website? And, and more importantly, how is your website going? Because we talked about that before, and I've heard from some, from some of you on how you've gone back and looked at your sites and uh, how you've been making adjustments and I'm curious to, to to hear more about how that's going for for you. So if you would just um d- drop a note in the comments or on uh, my Facebook page or Facebook group and let me know how, how this is all working out for you you can even shoot me an email lynn at shutterbuglife.com and I'd, I'd be so happy to hear how things are working out for you all right that's it i'll be back with another episode in, in a in a couple of days so just stay tuned for that Remember, if you like what we do here, the Shutterbug Life is more than a podcast. We are a community of friendly photographers who shoot, share, and learn together. You can join us in between episodes in our Facebook group by going to fb.shutterbuglife.com. If you want to make sure that you get these episodes every time they come out, go to shutterbuglife.com forward slash Subscribe. Leave me your name and email. I'll I'll send you a quick note whenever they come out. And then finally, if you are in Washington, D.C. or New York City, come on out and join us in one of our meetups. We get out and we shoot and share together. And it's just a whole lot of fun. Wherever you are, you can still share with us, of course, in the Facebook group, because I'd love to see what you are all working out. Please, when you you come on in, introduce yourself. I see so many of you who join the group, but you don't say anything introduce yourself let us know who you are and what you're working on so that we can all connect with you and support and encourage you as well all right that's it for me for today and i hope you are having a great week wherever you go whatever you do enjoy your shuttlebug life take care